C.L. Bryant Show on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation daily right here over our flagship station, Red State, Red State Talk Radio. Also want to thank all the other uh, stations who bring us along with them. Loving Liberty being one of them uh, out there in Utah. I want to thank you for uh, bringing us along uh, Liberty Roundtable as well. And uh, hey, folks. It is. It is a great day in the USA. No doubt about it. Regardless, regardless of what is going on with this um, Corona virus, um, yeah, um, COVID-19, not good news uh, whatsoever. And the way it's beginning to appear is that this is going to be long term and um, truly those who hurt the most in long term situations like this are people who are um, lower middle class to um, paycheck to paycheck and those who are unemployed they hurt the most when things like this occur. Usually those who are middle class, mid to upper middle class uh, can weather the type of storm that we are looking at because of job security, uh, maybe financial security, uh, but still even those in the mid to upper middle class range, many uh, are overburdened with things that we've bought. And so you um, are, are cash poor and cash flow poor. And so this does affect you too. Um, as far as restrictions on travel and gathering and all that type of thing, it, it affects everybody. And it certainly has affected me and my family uh, this week. As all of you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I lost my wife, Jane. And of course, her request, her desire was to be uh, cremated. And so um, to tell you the truth, I'm actually glad that I um, gave in to 
to uh, to that. Of course, it's Jane's life. It was her body, what have you, uh, her remains. Uh, it was up to her to make the call as what she wanted to do. So she wanted to be cremated. Got that done. Okay, I have the remains. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful urn. I, I have them. We have not transferred them yet into the urn. Uh, we were planning on doing that. At a ceremony this weekend in uh, a place that Jane and I spent so much of our uh, time together, our 46 years together in Shreveport, Louisiana. We we're going to um, go there and have a memorial service. But um, the governor of Louisiana, John Bell, has um, now and, of course, many around the country have limited gathering and in fact the um, disease control uh, center for disease control has issued something that I think is absolutely um, harsh and that is no gathering or at least they recommend no gathering of people uh, over in, in groups of over 50 now I, I don't know. It it, it uh, seemed as though in the first initial report, it said this did not um, affect schools or businesses. Uh, well, if that's the case, then this is not that serious, is it? In in my estimation. But you know, of course, we got to keep track on this because the news uh, is. Um, fluid in its, its beginning. It's changing um, just minute by minute almost where this where this comes about. I've had reports that, you know, the National Guard and everything else is um, standing at the ready to be mobilized. And uh, Americans, it leads me to a question. In fact, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier in Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. Um, Louisiana has over 100 cases of, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> corona, corona infections there in Louisiana. So, yes, of course, you have um, concern. Of course you do. Of course you have concern. But it, it's the question that I'm running into more and more uh, among people that, I, you know, who are constituents and listeners and friends of mine, you know, is this. Just how bad is this? It, has, has this been something that... Uh, we are truly becoming hysterical over that may or may not merit being hysterical. Now, keep in mind, I understand that the president of the United States has to be concerned about the populace of his nation. That's his job. Yeah. In fact, that is first and foremost as far as his job is concerned, is taking care and making sure that we're, we're safe. Okay, so I, I'm certainly not insinuating 
and I, I don't want anyone to take me wrong, so I'm making it very clear. Right now, I am certainly not insinuating that uh, the president is overreacting to this. I am not saying that. I'm not saying that the world is overreacting to this. I'm not saying that at all. The job of, of any world leader, the, especially our president, is to make sure that we are safe against whatever enemies there might be. And right now, this coronavirus is being viewed as an enemy, and the president has to uh, take action against an enemy, and he has. He's done a very good job at doing it. It does not matter what the Democrats are saying. Uh, He walks on water. They still would not give him any positive (laughs) feedback on the water walking. They wouldn't do it. So, naturally, there's nothing that he's going to be able to do in the next four years either that's going to be satisfactory. However, uh, Pelosi does see that it behooves her to go along and play ball. But uh, back to uh, the the line of thought that we were um, on, and that is this. The question that I have, and I, I, I was talking to someone in Louisiana about this, and it's quite possible the National Guard uh, is, is about ready to be explode onto the scene, which means that uh, there's going to be curfew, there's going to be uh, crowd control, there's going to be neighborhood control, there's going to be control over the general populace of whatever city or state that uh, National Guard is deployed and uh, initiated. Which led me and leads me to a question that I I did, in fact, tweet out Facebook out and Instagram out um, a little bit ago. At Rev, at Rev, R-E-V-C-L, Bryant, follow me on Twitter. And that's this. How easy is it to control the population of the United States of America. Now, you look out your windows, you'll see cars and all that type thing driving up and down the road. But now, if you eliminate um, places for them to go, yeah, all of them, you know, they're going somewhere. Huh? Yeah, they're, they're going someplace. Uh, look out uh, on the street right now. You, you, all those cars, they're going someplace. It doesn't seem to be quite as congested as it normally is. Not even popular places in New York City are congested. Heck, it's um, except Andrew Cuomo, mayor of or governor of New York, <clears throat> is uh, about to shut down even those places to go. And so think about it. Think about it. If um, you eliminate the places to go, then you limit the range of American motion as far as travel and destination is concerned. So what does that cause most Americans then to do? Stay home. <laughs> Netflix and Prime Video and all them, they, they're, they're, they're happy. <laughs> huh? They're happy. And, oh, that's a whole other conversation. 
but they're happy because you're talking about very wealthy social engineers who are, you know, just got a boost and what's going to happen because people are staying home watching apps. Well, yeah, buying films, buying, renting movies. Well, I don't think that has anything to do with this ability to control the population in the way that the population is being controlled. And yes, it is being controlled. Whether it's out of absolute necessity or if if it's, as someone has said, a practice run for something else. Are you hearing me? Not saying that that is, in fact, the case, but uh, it's a possibility, is it not? How How easy is it then to control the population of America? Well, evidently, pretty easy. Uh, yesterday, even though <clears throat> since I've uh, relocated here to Colorado, Jane and I never found um, a church home here in Colorado. So we listened to our pastor, James McMenus, on the iPad, the, the uh, what well, we mirror, we mirror our phones to the television, right? And uh, watch our service, our church service, as though we were there um, in our home for the two months that Jane and I spent together here in Colorado. Yeah, two months. So it lasted January and February. Uh, yeah. So it lasted. And... Um, we never really found a church home. So yesterday when the pastor was at the church live, but only the staff was there to make up the, the congregation or to be in the congregation. We're talking about a, uh, a church that ministers to 6,000 from Sunday to Sunday. You know, the church was empty. But the pastor preached an incredible sermon. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And we're going to uh, actually going to talk a little bit about uh, the cleanup operation that we need to engage in here later on in the show in order for our nation to heal the way it should. Uh, you can get that message by James and Menace, uh, WOGM, uh, dot com. Awesome, awesome message. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to put my CL twist on, uh, on, uh, on some of that here a little bit later on. But it's easy to control the population is what I'm getting at. People were told they could not gather. And so what did the people do? They did not gather. There was no defiance, and the cause is absolutely a righteous cause. Uh, it, it, it is absolutely a uh, uh, compliance that you would not have any problem uh, going along with, especially when you start talking about the um, 
health and welfare of your fellow man around you, you know, your children as well, your, your neighbors. And would you be contributing to spreading something that's detrimental to the society that you live in? If you're going to be a good citizen, naturally you go along with a mandate that has on the front end of it doing a good deed. Yeah, that's written on the front end of this mandate. You are doing your civic duty. But we, we as Americans, the, the price of our liberty, the price of our freedom, uh, Thomas Jefferson said this, is eternal vigilance. And so even though we may find ourselves, hear me now, hear me, we may find ourselves in the mindset of doing something that is good for our society at large. Is it not vigilant? Is it not incumbent upon us in being vigilant? To take into account that our compliance can be misused and abused because of what they are able to get us to comply with. Are you hearing me? Huh? They're able to get you to comply with this. Because you think you're doing and you believe that you're doing and you rightfully do your civic duty. But can those who have nefarious ideas concerning social engineering actually use a time like this? And this is what you have to be vigilant about to actually program you to jump when uh, the cue is given. Yeah, yeah, to go through the hoop on cue. Oh, that's what makes the, 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 the Lion Show Act, uh, the Lion Act uh, at, at the circus. Interesting is that the lion being so much more powerful than the lion trainer could kill him with one swipe of his paw, one clamp of his jaw could kill the lion tamer yet on cue. That lion will jump through a hoop of fire if the lion tamer tells him to. And here you are, a populace in American people who have something going on that no one else in the entire world has going on, and that is a birthright of liberty and individual freedom. Powerful over anyone who we elect to office. We could snap them in two. But they have us trained. I'll be back uh, after uh, these brief words with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. We have a lot to talk about today. Don't go anywhere. Tell a friend. Download free the C.L. Bryant Show.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you all for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. As all of you know, I was going to uh, memorialize uh, my wife, um, Jane, this coming weekend, but um, this virus has altered our family plans because, of course, our family alone almost um, and may exceed 200 people, and um, let alone the friends and loved ones who we wanted to be there with us, um, they would not have been able to come anyway because of um, the various restrictions and so forth. We're looking for a rather large crowd there at Jane's um, memorial service um, to be there at my home church in Word of God Ministries. And um, But we will postpone. We postponed it, and um, we have, um, we're looking at uh, another date, and uh, we'll get with um, our church to see if, in fact, we're good to go. Uh, on that particular uh, date. I'll announce that soon. But what I was saying when we left is that this coronavirus um, could be used, at least the way that uh, the government is able to exercise itself over us. If we're not careful, it could be used for nefarious purposes. Yeah, it could. It could be used for nefarious purposes. I mean, it shows us how easy it is to control the population of a nation as large as ours. Easy to understand how you could shut down Italy. Italy's a small country. England, same way. You know. But to shut down America in ways that affect all of us from sea to shining sea, 350 million of us, 330, wherever it is, it's over 300 million of us. You can have this thing that makes you feel as though you are doing your civic duty, and you should, but yet those who have nefarious purposes can use situations like this nefariously, and they will. They can. This outbreak has even halted uh, oral, oral arguments at the Supreme Court. Do you understand how far-reaching this is in our government? You, this is even giving Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York. Yeah, uh, that's Chris Cuomo's brother. Chris Cuomo, CNN anchor. <laughs> Total idiot. But his brother, uh, Andrew, who's a lot like his dad in, in many ways, um, you know, he's trying to set the stage for 2020, 
before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Chris Cuomo, I mean, not Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo setting the stage for 2024, and he's uh, propping it up on the back of coronavirus and how he handled this in New York City. So he feels as though he uh, is in a prime position to get on TV and lie and about uh, what the president is not doing and how the president should be handling things and how he would do it if, in fact, uh, he was calling the shots. So uh, being uh, the governor of uh, the most uh, contains the most densely population city populated city in America being governor of that state Andrew Cuomo uh, is getting got on and he gave us his two cent and for whatever it's worth uh, you know some of it makes sense to as far as the uniformity is concerned but there is uniformity and um, different states, in my opinion, should, in fact, have a um, national guideline. Yeah, I agree with that. But each state is different. Uh, um, it's a state, not only a state of government, but that state of government also shapes a state of mind. For those who live in those states and uh, people in Pennsylvania have a totally different outlook on uh, how to approach things than uh, people in Louisiana. Yeah, much different. I have friends. I have friends there in in, uh, both uh, uh, Philadelphia and over in Pittsburgh and throughout the state, you know, Bucks County, throughout the state of Pennsylvania. And... um, I can tell you that they they think differently than we do down in Louisiana. And I'm just beginning to get to know how people in Colorado, um, you know, think about things. I'm just beginning to get to know that. So um, I would still be of the mindset, though, that even Coloradans think a lot different than people living on the East Coast. So even though there, sh- there may be and should be national guidelines, as Mario Cuomo is saying, and the president has laid those out, but each state still has to handle its people in the way its people should be handled by the state. Yeah, the government cannot mandate how you're going to govern, uh, even though, you know, John Bell Edwards fan, but at this point in time, uh, he is the governor of Louisiana, and um, uh, he has been empowered by the people of Louisiana to govern. And so the people of Louisiana should follow that lead, as I will here in, in Colorado, the lead of whatever governmental authorities say, but I will not be, I will not discount the fact that I must take into account what they're what they're going to ask me to do. Are you hearing me, Americans? We, we can never discount the fact of what they are going to ask us to do. The facts of, uh, that's contained in their asking. What is it? What is it they're wanting to ask us to do, and why? Now, I don't intend to, uh, uh, you know, wax belligerent ever, 
I just want to know why. Uh, and this can easily be explained. Tell us about the nature of this virus. Is it uh, ten times worse than the flu, or is that just hype? Tell us, tell us why something that uh, basically is a threat to elderly and sickly people in our population, whether they're elderly or not. If you're sickly, uh, you do need to take certain precautions. But tell us, is this more of a threat than it is being said to be? Give us reasons why uh, the possibilities of the National Guard being called out it is absolutely real. Give, give us reasons for that. Huh? Give, give us reasons for that. And Americans, let's not just wave our hands around hysterically because the government says this is what we're being told. Again, the job of the president is to take care of the population. I am in no way saying that the president is overreacting. I am in no way saying that. I am saying that we must always weigh everything that is said to us by news media, government officials, whomever. We must weigh it to be certain that nefarious uh, intentions are not carried out and we become unwittingly co-conspirators in our own demise. Huh? By being controlled, by uh, whenever you're, whenever uh, government is successful in doing what they have done, it weakens your personal liberties because you have just handed over a little bit more to them in order to tell you what you should do and to keep you safe there's there's a cost to it there's a cost in trusting but trust verify is all i'm saying ronald reagan in any situation the better part of wisdom is to trust but verify that's all I'm saying that we should be doing with coronavirus. That's certainly what the president is doing. He is trusting uh, his people, but he's wanting to verify everything that's going on. This thing has even shut down the uh, oral arguments that uh, were going on to take place in the Supreme Court. That's how widespread this is. Now, uh, this is giving... Uh, Andrew Cuomo, a platform governor of New York, 
to stand on because surely you know he's going to run for president in 2024. Yeah. And he's giving us his ideas on what uh, is on his mind. Okay. Now, Wall Street continues to plunge. This is why I, one of the reasons why, anyway, that I take into account that there are people with nefarious intentions who are gleeful. You know who they are. Oh, I did it. I did a real talk on it just this last week. They are gleeful that this is happening, that the uh, S&P 500 sheds $2 trillion in value. There are people who are gleeful about this. Selling off big time, Wall Street continues to plunge as S&P, Standard & Poor's uh, 500, sheds $2 trillion in value. Wow. Yeah, folks, the U.S. stock indexes, indexes uh, plunged about uh, 7%. Uh, yeah, that's significant. On Monday, uh, you know, as um, the Federal Reserve drastic interest rate cut to near zero stoked fear of coronavirus driven recession now keep in mind what I said to you last week I'm going to bring it up again I'm going to bring this up again especially when you're looking at the mentality of these Democrats uh, today in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Especially when you're looking at their uh, attitudes today in Washington, D.C. What is bad for you is good for them. They don't want things to get better. You better hear me. They do not want things to get better. They want things to stay as they are. It is the only way that they remain significant. Back to nefarious activity. Here, everything, everything has failed Everything has failed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> as far as trying to take this president out. Now, before all of this happened, I want you to hear me. Before all of this happened, what was the mantra that we as conservatives were uh, singing? Only Trump can be Trump. That, that's it. And the Democrats knew that that was true. They, they knew that's true. They know that that is true. Only Trump can be Trump. At the time that we were saying that, 
that was absolutely true. And Democrats knew it was true. We knew it was true. Um, the, the world, the world leaders, they knew it was true as well. Just uh, 57 days ago, yeah, two months ago, uh, 58 days ago, uh, coronavirus was just coming onto the horizon. 58 days ago. Not quite two months ago. The Chinese were signing a trade agreement that was historic. We had slapped around the Iranians in a fashion, in, in, in a uh, fashion whereas we had them coming to the table as well. Little Kim, even though he is absolutely nuts, was not firing off rockets, even though a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, he fired off one again. First time in a long time. First time in a long time that he did anything that ridiculous. Things were falling into place. The president was having fantastic um, out-of-the-country overseas visits with our allies, friends. They were absolutely fantastic. Things were rocking along. Bernie Sanders was indeed looking as though he could steal the nomination from Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren and then when this thing was first mentioned about 58 days ago it was a whole different American picture out there Amy Klobuchar for goodness sake was still making waves yeah Buttigieg was still making waves but no more now it has boiled down to Uncle Joe, Sleepy Joe, Crazy Joe, whatever brand you want to put on Joe Biden as the president um, has branded him, and whatever brand you want to put on him, you can put it on him. He was looking as though he was about to take the political dirt now. In fact, what the Democrats have, and this is to their chagrin, uh, what they actually have is uh, political night of the, of, of the walking dead. <laughs> In Sanders and Biden, what the Democrats have and what they know they have is the political night of the walking dead. Until... Until, that's what they had, until coronavirus. At first, now, nothing uh, really to even think about much. But then it began to... thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrifice 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you here. First hour, first hour home stretch. Stay tuned for the second hour. If you don't get both hours of the CL Bryant Show, be sure to download free the CL Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. And listen to us daily, 12.05 Eastern until 2 p.m. every day. Download free the T-H-E, the C.L. Bryant Show app. And uh, thank all of you for coming along with us and uh, helping us build a bridge to conversation right here on um, the C.L. Bryant Show. Yeah, yeah, the... um, U.S. stock market indexes plunged 7% in the past um, 24, 48 hours. We have been looking at a building concern about where this may go. Now, the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, drastically... Um, cut interest rates to near zero. And that was stoked by, of course, fears over the coronavirus. And the the greatest fear is that a recession would come. Now, if a recession does hit, um, and if it does come, then uh, Trump and is fickle. And understand this. And there was a skit that, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dave Chappelle did in Sticks and Stones. If you haven't seen that, folks, um, that is funny. Don't You can't watch it with the kids, okay? Uh, it's not really that bad, but um, I mean, it's Chappelle, okay? That should say it all for you. But he makes a very, very brilliant point. And... Um, that thing is that um, if it doesn't happen to me, yeah, it can happen to anybody else, but it as long as it doesn't happen to me. And America, that is one of the things that you have to take into consideration. We must be around to help each other, and we certainly must be around to help. Uh, we don't have to be, but we, we should be around to help each other. And the rest of the world depends on, on us to be around to help them. And we have this rapid response thing going on, this rapid response team that is, in fact, trying to uh, find uh, an antidote, um, a, a serum for this. And we will find it. But to have anything reliable, is you can't just do that overnight. 
you'd be shooting people with stuff that may kill them. But in the meantime, you're facing uh, people who may not be able to go to work, people who may not be able to uh, pay their bills, you know, that type of thing. And, and eventually, uh, over a long period of time, unless you are uh, super wealthy, mega rich or whatever, uh, this will affect everybody. Everybody. And God forbid... And saints, we, uh, all of you who are believers need to pray that, that we don't have some, you know, something here that is breaking in on the American scene that is going to decimate numbers of elderly people. Are you hearing me? And I am, am in that, I'm in that bracket. I'm over 60. You know, although, hey, I'm not afraid of this whatsoever. I'm not afraid of this whatsoever. But I know a lot of people are. And it certainly appears that people who are uh, investors and players in the stock market are, uh, I mean, big players. I'm not talking about you, uh, small, small time. <laughs> I'm talking about you big players out there. You're, you're, you're afraid of recession. Trading on Wall Street, uh, Wall Street's three main stock indices um, was halted for 15 minutes shortly after the open. And the third such pause in six days as the S&P uh, 500 index plunged 8%, triggering an automatic cutout. The benchmark uh, indices uh, index slid as much as 11.4%, shedding about $2 trillion in market value before bargain hunting helped the indices claw back. It's a great time to buy stock, in other words. It's a great time to buy stock. Now, the beauty of this and the strength of this administration and what has happened over the past three years with the uh, stock market reaching historic heights, uh, we have come to a place financially and economically in America where we very well can absorb most of the economic punch that we're experiencing because the market soared in such ways that it did for the last three years. If we had not had the type of success that this administration, this president has ex experienced over the last three years, and we had an outbreak such as this. Yeah. Before Trump became president. You would be seeing depression-like uh, times facing Americans. That's what you'd be seeing. 
depression-like times facing Americans. But because uh, our stock market, our economy was so robust, and because it was flying so high and it had flown so high and it had reached heights that it had never seen before, we're able to absorb so much of this. But we need to get well soon. Oh, yes, we need to get, get well real soon so that we, because it can go away. All of this, listen, prosperity, success, uh, booming economy, all of that can go away. But what I am imploring all of you to do here today is to be very, very vigilant about what you're being told by the news media, what you're being fed, especially over on CNN. The usual suspects is MSNBC, you know, you know, CBS, ABC, the usual suspects. Be careful what you are being told by them because this is, it has been, and is now politicized. And as long as they get away with, can get away with it, they're going to politicize, politicize this. It's, it's almost heartbreaking to uh, hear, to listen to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer talk. In this point, it, it, you know, it breaks my heart to hear him talk anyway, you know, just bad. <laughs> but when we should be unified, and they just don't realize how much bigger they would appear and that they could be if they would put on a, a more unified uh, front with the president. This thing with the passing of this bill and the conglomerate. Um, collaborating on, on this bill is good. But the, the problem that the Democrats have is that they are being run by a very small in character stature individuals. They are being run by people who are, yes, very wealthy, but they have a very shallow character. Yeah, very shallow character. And you can tell that, you can see that in the response that uh, people like Nancy Pelosi have uh, toward um, other politicians who inhabit the Hill like she does. She knows that you have to have bridges to walk across back and forth. You have to have that. She knows that. Yet, she is compelled to play the divisive game because the people who have the money compel her to do it. And she does what is necessary. She, she, evidently, Nancy plans on holding on to uh, her seat. She plans on holding on, if she can, the gavel. And folks, uh, if we don't uh, come to a sensible uh, point here where we can 
actually say to ourselves, honestly, I'm not going to be um, cowed down and run off by coronavirus, then um, as long as we can be cowed down and run off, then they're going to cow us down and run us off. And the way, and the reason why it's going to be easier for them to do that is because we're ignorant about what coronavirus is. Oh, we've heard them tell them, tell us what you know, you know, it is. And even with them telling us what it is and putting into um, action the mandates on some gatherings and gatherings and so forth. Even with them telling us what we need to do, we're not really sure why to do it. As far as our individual selves are concerned, because evidently this affects our children, differently than it affects the parent, and it affects the grandparents differently than it affects the children and the parent. So... what? We don't know why we're supposed to do what we're being told to do, which leads us to the theme and the question that I have had for this last hour on the C.L. Bryant show here today. How easy is it to control the population of the United States? Evidently, that's pretty easy. You come up with a real or maybe imagined um, pandemic. Well, evidently, it's, it's real because it's everywhere. But the effects, the effects, um, is it necessary for us to do what we're doing? And folks, don't ever get to a point where you don't ask that question. I'm CL. We'll talk more after the top of the hour. Be back with more CL Bryant Show. Mm-hmm. 